time, but we can't lose Check hope now. I've been on my grind and I ain't gonna right. slow down. So I gotta get hold down. And howdy, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of The Collabcast. It's Thursday, March 26th. I'm your host, Marvin Yue. Sitting across from me is my co-host, Christine Minji Chang. What's up, everyone? Howdy, y'all. Howdy. We're fresh from a extended trip. Um, last week, we came to you from San Francisco. This week, we're back in LA. Uh, Minji is back from Austin. I came back from Denver, and we are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right now. Uh, apologies for getting this uh, podcast out late. As we said, we're fresh off our trip, so we kind of need some time to recharge. But we're getting older too; it takes longer to recharge now. It's not it's not an easy process <laughs> anymore. I was very tired. Yeah, that's a sign of a good trip, though. Well, you you flew back to San Francisco, then drove all the way back down. That is what I did. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. Well, because you and I, we so here's the story. Marvin and I drove up to San Francisco together for CamFest. Um, had a really great time there, and we talked about that with Jenny Yang. We were able to, you know, be interviewed for NBC Bay Area. It was awesome. We got to watch the Collaboration San Francisco documentary. Then we parted ways. Marvin went off to Denver. I flew off to Texas. I was in Texas for a week. I also went to multiple cities in Texas. Then I flew back to the Bay because my car was in the Bay. And then I drove down. Yeah, because you had all you had all our podcast equipment. I had our podcast equipment, and I'm sorry, I was out of town for almost two weeks. I took like half my closet with me, <laughs> which you had to help me carry. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you check a bag to go to Austin? I ended up checking the bag because I was like, I'm not carrying on all this. And the funny thing is, this I don't know if everyone else has this problem. I only wear about a third of what I take. You know what I mean? I take like. I don't know if you do this, but I well, take I, extra shoes and extra, oh, this is fancy stuff, whatever. Yeah, I used to have that problem. But uh, these days, I kind of have learned to pack more economically. Like, I... Um, you learned. Well, I can just... So here's what I do. Here's my exercise. So I, I plan out or I, I visualize how many days I'll be wherever I'm going. And then I'll just build outfits. See, I did that. But then I just was like... Well, in festival modes. I just wore the same. Well, we, well, we were gone for like two weeks. Granted, so I planned out two, one week's worth of outfit and did laundry in between. Very smart. See, but I because we were going to the NBC thing anyway. We're talking so long about my outfits, whatever. But I brought like five different options for the NBC thing, and and then this is a funny thing, you guys. I stopped in the outlets off of I five. If anybody knows the outlets of Tehon, this is true. This is true. Marvin yeah. had to like we were on our way. Yeah, we were on our way to uh, to San Francisco with and twenty we were- outfits. <laughs> Hanging in the backseat, like on hangers. And I was like, I'm going to H and M. And then you realize, well, I need a because we're we're on the way to NBC Bay Area yeah. to, for you to do your interview with them about the collaboration um, yeah. documentary. And then you're like, I, I none of my outfits work. I need to go buy a new one. <laughs> Mind you, I returned two thirds of of course. I saved the jacket, which I got for ten dollars. It's great. Anyway, it was ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. I need to stop. I have problems. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yeah, so that was our, that was, well, that's not, well, that was the beginning of our trip. Yeah. I actually haven't caught up with Marvin. We've been super busy, like catching up on collaboration works. I don't even know how your trip went completely. I know you visited friends and that's a lot. Yeah, Denver was great. So, um, so this is our travel episode because that's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> we might touch a little bit on the, um, the recent week's news in, in terms of race and media, which Woot. there's a couple big stories, but we'll touch on that later. But 
Yeah, I went to Denver for the first time. I've been meaning to go for a while because um, I have two really good friends there. One uh, was one of my hallmates from back in UCSD, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a professor now at University of Colorado Boulder. So dope. Uh, she's been there for a couple she... of years. She's like a genetic chemist. Like she's like Dang. off saving the world, like curing Dang. diseases and stuff. Or like learning about our, our DNA so that she can clone people. I don't know. That would have been my actually, other job. I actually don't know what she does. But I remember, this is a good story from back uh, back in the day when she was first starting as a lab assistant. It was her job to prepare specimens for research. And by preparing preparing specimens, meaning like I'm preparing the RNA that they're going to do research on. And to do this, she <laughs> she's going to hate me for saying this, but I don't, think she, I don't think she listens to this podcast. I'll tell her. I'll make she sure. She purees <laughs> rabbits <laughs> into oh, like God. Goo. Ew! <laughs> this is bad because I was at the rodeo in Houston, and I, went, oh, yeah. I literally, I literally went through a bunny exhibition, and I took eighteen. Anyways, oh. So here's the worst part. She says that what comes out looks just like strawberry yogurt. So I just, I just ruined strawberry yogurt for you. I for apologize, everybody y'all. listening to the podcast. Thank you. Ew! That actually <laughs> makes me think of the chicken nugget goo. Oh, the the, the pink slime. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's awful. Oh my god, poor bunnies. But yeah. It was Literally, funny if you go to my Instagram, I have a picture of a bunny. <laughs> if you've ever been UCSD, uh, we were in Warren College and at night there are bunnies everywhere. So I just tease her about like, look, there's a lab specimen running around. Oh my god. And she would hate me for that. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know how to recover from that one. I don't know. But props to your friend for being an amazing geneticist. Yeah. Doctor she's a doctor. Scientist. She's a professor. She's a PhD now. She got her PhD from mm-hmm. UCSF. And then, uh, yeah. Now she's uh, living life. In... So here's what I learned from people who live in Denver. They drink beer all the time because mm-hmm. there's breweries on like every single freaking corner. Is Boulder Mile High too or is that just Denver? Boulder, yeah. Boulder is probably about half an hour northwest of Denver. But is it still so same close. elevation? Yeah, still same elevation. Yeah. So, um, so what they say is it takes three days for you to normalize. So for the first three days I was there, man, that beer effed me up bad. Mm-hmm. And like I have so... <laughs> Granted, I was on vacation, but I've never done so much day drinking in my life. We just wake up and like, what do you do in Colorado? Oh, just go to a brewery, check out their beers. I would have opted for snowboarding, but okay. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's what I mean. I'm not made I'm of not, money. Not, and I'm not a local. No, I would have. I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone have a free ticket that they want to sell for like $5? <laughs> we went to this brewery though in Boulder with my friend and they had this, it was like a passion fruit lager. Tasted like passion fruit juice. Okay, that would have wrecked me. Yeah. That would have wrecked me. Because we all know, like, honestly, my friends out there know, I can't even finish a, a bottle of beer. Like, a bottle of beer will get me pretty, <laughs> woo. And then, and then I ha- if I'm in Boulder or if I'm in Colorado. Yeah. the altitude, man. Somebody will have to carry me out after, It'll like, three sips. knock you on your butt. Well, I did. <laughs> I was in Denver in January. And it, but yeah, no. pops her. Like, she's, um, we always talk because um, she's, She's not only a researcher, she's also you know, Asian female. Like A lot of females, from, from what I hear, don't really go into academia because mm-hmm. it means giving up having a family. Because mm-hmm. you're, you spend all your time researching and getting Absolutely. your PhD that like, by the time you're ready, like, you're like in your like, mid-30s and stuff. So. Which isn't an issue for men. I get that. Again, yeah. I'm biologically speaking, I'm not being like a man-hater, but that's yeah. the truth. It's mm-hmm. like, there's a clock. But you know she's um she's actually what one. Props to your friend. She's actually the friend that got me into like doing like online dating and stuff because she was doing that for a while. Nice. But uh, now she who says doctors can't date? Come <laughs> on, man. I feel like that's okay. I get that it's hard, but come on. Some people like a challenge. Then you just like okay. Then I got to work around my schedule. 
I gotta meet me a doctor <laughs> or another PhD student. Just study together. See, that's like where, like, because like when I do online dating, I don't meet the doctors. It takes five, six like messages to get past like the initial because uh, obviously online dating is different between men, men and women. Like, you're for, the pursuer. for men, it's like you just have to like blast and like you're in the middle of all this noise of all these you know like dick pics and like all these like I don't even know. Emails. See, I don't even I don't I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that world. We'll have to we'll have to delve deeper into this later. But yeah, this is my friend. She's she's doing well. She's actually um she's she's dating a, a, a someone from one of the breweries who actually pursued her. Wow, yeah, so. dude, I'm telling you. Okay, this is I'm just saying this is a, the a different game. And this is funny. My dad and I actually spoke about this yesterday before I left the bay. So we we're talking about standards of beauty. I don't even know how we, this <laughs> with conversation with my dad. And I, that's what I love about my father. Like he drives me nuts, but I love we debate. We like we genuinely converse and debate about real stuff. It's not mm-hmm. even like your hair looks weird, which he definitely makes fun of me <laughs> and led to, you know, whatever image issues when I was younger. But we talk about real stuff. He's very philosophical, very observant. And we were just talking about how, you know, he went off on me because I was, I was kind of going off like the, the unfair expectations of looks and females and blah, 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 how we're objectified and all, you know, that whole truth. I was just spinning some truth to my dad, but he was also saying like, Minji, like men aren't that stupid. Like maybe a guy will want to date a girl that looks pretty for like a date, but he's not going to want to marry her, blah, blah, blah. And then we, anyway, that went into (laughs) a whole rabbit hole of like, well, who says that everybody's goal is to get married? You know, I started, this is my Uh father and me talking, but interesting that you say that because you know, girl, your girl sounds like a badass. You know what I mean? PhD. Yeah. I'd be pretty... like, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I feel like I'm not worthy. I'm, I'm pursuing her. <laughs> like, I can't talk Still to you. one of the most, like, from the moment we met in college, like, she's, this is what she's wanted to do. And she's like, she's one of the people Good who, like, her. actually pursue lab jobs and stuff to get, like, she didn't get by on, like, grades and what accolades alone. Like, she, she freaking hustled, got to know people. Like, she got in UCSF through a recommendation from one of her lab professors nice and then you know and then through that became like known as one of the experts in her field which got her the job in colorado which is like where her like research is really like happening so like that's dope it's uh it's really cool it's kind of it makes me wonder like maybe what if i had gone the science route but then i realized man all that math and that that (laughs) ochem see the ochem was what messed me up here's the thing though it's funny because every achievement has a story mm-hmm. and i think the the stories that we hear commonly become the stereotype and the assumption like okay if you're you're just naturally gifted and mm. didn't maybe so maybe she has a natural inclination towards academia she has that brain that can handle it but doesn't mean that wasn't a struggle for her yeah, you know no. what i'm saying and like that's that's really dope that she kept going and that she knew that's what she wanted to do because yeah. that's not easy to just like hey i'm gonna go you know study genetics yeah. and make become a professor in that get a phd in genetics like before before 30 we're, we're 30 i hope she doesn't mind me saying. we're 31 the, now but not you know, we like, are <laughs> you are i am not of that you're age almost yet. there no you're part of the um the mid 80s babies crew yes i am but i'm almost 30 <laughs> <laughs> i just reveal my age but yeah so i visited her i haven't seen her in a, i want to say at least five years um Maybe a little bit less. Actually, no. We, I saw her last year at San Diego. Never mind. Um, Lies. We saw her last year at San Diego. I haven't seen her forever. It's been <laughs> but it's always, it's always fun. Um, so That's yeah, that cool. was Boulder. And then, and then I went back down to Denver to meet my other friends. So one of my classmates from MBA. Um, I did my MBA at University of Maryland. And one of my good friends there, his name is David Lynn. 
after graduating, he went back to Denver and started a brewery. Mm-hmm. And it got rated like one of the top new breweries in 2014. And he's doing really well. He has his brewery has the top IPA in Colorado. Hey, people, people that's are, an you know, achievement. He's, he's hustling. He's doing you know, uh, putting his business knowledge to work while you know putting together a crack team. And um, obviously, when you're hanging out with the brewery owner, you drink a lot of his beer. So yeah, um, the day drinking continued. And then um, I went to my first beer festival. Wow. It was called the Collaboration Beer Festival. No, it was not. It was, but Collaboration was a C. Who does so. that? <laughs> what? Yeah. This was a. You should have gone up. There's a typo on your sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to draw a star on every single, yeah, every single thing. Yeah. But um, it was really cool. It was, it was, um, it's called the Collaboration Beer Fest because basically they, they match up different breweries from around the nation and they work together to create like a collaboration beer. So um, the thing with craft breweries right now is. There's a lot of them, and they all have different styles, different strengths, and they all, it's kind of like the startup world. They all love, like, how networking, working together, and they all love beer. So, you know, they got together, talk about, like, all right, we're going to use, you can use our hops or our, like, our recipe with your, you know, technique and, like, make stuff together. So there's all all these crazy beers. Um, The craziest one I had was called a cider IPA. And so this was a very hoppy, fresh, fruity cider, and it was delicious. But it was, like, 10% alcohol. It was literally kill you <laughs> <laughs> marvin knows me well it's funny though all the beer talk kind of whooshes over my head mm. because it's such a shame maybe i i wish i could force myself to be a more interested i i went to germany back in the day mm-hmm. and i went to hofra house with my mom and i drank a beer i didn't know anything about anything because you know everyone who goes there you'd imagine is kind of like a beer aficionado so they're there because they appreciate it yeah. i'm just like whatever <laughs> i can have in a cup sure <laughs> and that's the thing about denver like you know um you go to like a beer fest in southern california or something you expect a lot of like dude bros and kind of like party people but here a lot of people are just like they talk about beer like napa people talk about wines like they're very into it they're there and they're serious about tasting and serious about taking notes i'm just like just fill up this cup and give me the beer you know why is my cup empty? This beer tastes good. This beer tastes kind of fruity. Ooh, this one has coffee in it. You know, that's that's me. That's my brain. Um, and you know, I always thought of myself as someone who enjoys a good beer, but these people really enjoy beer. It's it's, it's almost like aspiration. Like I kind of want to learn more about beer. That's cool. I mean, that's but, the that's the interesting yeah. part of traveling when you get to be around the people who are super serious about it, whatever. Yeah, it it makes you interested in something you like. You just kind of took not took for granted, but you just yeah. did it. I was like, oh, it's a <laughs> beverage. That's about it. But yeah, Denver was, um, the one thing I didn't know, notice about Denver was just like, it was kind of the same when I went to Maryland, which is kind of like, wow, I'm a minority again. You know, like we we live in California, like Los Angeles or San Francisco, whatever, you know, we're, we're in, we're in our bubble, like hanging out with Asians, especially our, you know, professionally, we hang out with a lot of Asians because, you know, collaboration. Um, collaboration. And then, you know, you kind of get used to oh, yeah. not feeling like a minority and you go oh, to a place yeah. where like any moment now someone will ask me where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. or or try to dance around the subject or literally like it's a different conversation yeah. though i mean we've we've traveled together and we've traveled apart and it's always interesting to kind of come back and regroup and it was just interesting for me being in texas because i went yeah. to austin and i was in houston and those two cities are i mean austin in and of itself is very unique um 
from the rest of Texas. Everybody mm-hmm. always points that out, that Austin is Austin, and then everywhere else is Texas. Austin's pretty cool, though. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it there. I <laughs> freaking love Austin. And I had a really great time. It was my first time at South by Southwest. Yeah, let's talk more about like. So you went to South, you went to Austin, you went to Texas, Austin, Houston, you stopped by South by Southwest. You know, let's shift away from my Denver stories because it's all like drinking and drinking and bullshit to like to more relevant things like South by Southwest, you know, no, the, the biggest you know, everyone... festival of. Now you've, you know? you've inspired people to go check out Colorado and who, would, you know, they didn't know that there was a brewery. I, I honestly thought of when I think of Colorado, I think of sports. I think of like outdoorsy stuff mm. like hiking and mountains and snowboarding. And I think of, um, yeah, kind of mountains. That's what I think. Mountains. I didn't know. It's, it's a mile high. Yeah, that. Got the Broncos there. Yeah, Peyton and friendly Manning. people. Yeah, it's sports. Like yeah. lots of sports. That's what I think of when I think of Denver. They're very like, it's kind of like when I think of, I guess, Seattle. Or it's like everyone dresses like they're from San Francisco. Yeah. But they actually go out and do stuff. They really do. They're super, super friendly. No offense to San Franciscans. I know you guys like your North Face and... Do go do stuff too, too. You know? But Colorado people are really, really happy. I also They're all like- really good looking too. Holy crap. Like I know you were there a couple like January. January, yeah. But like those guys, everyone's fit because they all go like yeah, mountain they biking all, and they yeah. like yeah. They're all probably like swimming in lakes and stuff yeah. and like, you know, being all rugged and Paul Bunyan y. I don't know. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I think that it's great because it's like they have actual seasons there. So there's actual reasons not to go outside because it's freaking cold. Yeah. But when I was there, it was January. It was freezing and people were out in the parks. Mm. People were literally wearing shorts. There's frost on the sand, on the sand, <laughs> on the uh, grass. On the grass. Yeah. And they're playing volleyball, playing soccer, playing like. Yeah. It was January. I was like, okay, if this is California, everyone's inside watching Netflix. <laughs> Facebooking about how cold it is, and it's probably because it's like fifty degrees outside. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. When I was there, it was, when I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was there, it was it was really nice. It was like seventy degrees, That's like seventy eight. Like, so you didn't even need your scarf. That people to. told me it was gonna be cold, so I like, packed my coat. And like, that's the thing. Like, I totally packed the wrong coat. I should have packed my like North Facey jacket. Mm-hmm. I packed my like East Coast pea coat. Good so job. I totally stuck out. Like a sore thumb. Yep. Pea coat wearing Asian guy. I know. Good job. <laughs> With like a gash on his head. Let's yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, it's healed a lot. I was actually yeah. going to say. It's, 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 it's oh nice. My gosh. <laughs> Your hair can cover. <laughs> oh, my God. I Marta. can never get a haircut ever again. Can't take you anywhere. Um. Anyway, back to Austin. South yeah. by Southwest. Amazing. Austin's awesome. Yeah. Austin is awesome. Um, I actually have family out there, so I got to spend some time with my aunt, my cousins. Shout out to Ben, my cousin Ben, who's amazing and drove his lovely cousin around everywhere. Poor nice. guy. He was on his spring break, so he's he's doing uh, he's teaching and being assistant teacher at school in Austin, okay. um, and he's looking to be becoming like a sports coach. So, but he spent his spring break, you know, carting around me. Oh. But it was awesome. I really got. To, I went there with no plan. I heard that you can go to South by Southwest without paying hundreds of dollars for a badge. So that was my plan. I just heard that there's tons of uh, venues over on Sixth Street. That whole downtown area is crazy. Yeah, it was. Like I went once when it wasn't South by Southwest, and it was already crazy. So I can't even imagine how like yeah. nuts it was yeah. during South by Southwest with like all everyone there. You yeah, know? it was it was crazy because like it had already been going on for quite a while when I got there because I got there after Campfest. Mm-hmm. Campfest that night that collaboration sf documentary that was actually a big opening night for a lot of film right so, so you, you were there for the film and the music festival the tail or? end of the film and then mm. the music okay. portion funny story about the music portion because i actually missed the end of it because i was in houston i got stuck in houston not that i'm complaining i love houston but yeah it was an adventure it was absolutely an adventure 
I got to see a lot of different artists. I, I met up with random friends, you know, because you never know. Like these kinds of events, you'll just yeah. run into people. It's kind of like Coachella. Like there's tons mm-hmm. of people that will end up there. Yeah. You just got to find them once they're there. And we have friends that are like re- releasing movies and stuff. Like yeah. you know, Samantha Futterman was there for her twinsies. Yeah, Sam. Um, Bobby Choi, Danny Cho and them. Twinsters. Yeah, twin- <laughs> twinsters, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Sorry, Sam. You just called your movie Twinsies. I, I'd like to say that I improved upon your title, Twinsies. No, Twinsters. Twinsies. How dare you this, for shame. The sequel, Twinsies. It was, there was Twinsters and there was also K-Town Cowboys mm-hmm. that I finally got to watch and Danny and DPD, everybody was out there. Was awesome yeah. to support them. Big Phony was out there. Yeah, Bobby was there. Bobby. And he, was, he had a set too. He had set. multiple sets. Yeah. So that's the really cool part of experiencing South by Southwest because, man, like you think a festival, you know, you have to have a special invitation and you got to do the whole. Th- I mean, but there's there's hundreds of artists, so they basically find a way to get into any venue nearby because there's so many mm-hmm. everywhere. It's just bars and restaurants and cafes everywhere. Churches. Bobby actually, the one that I caught of uh, Big Phony. He was in a church. Wow. Um, and the church had multiple, like, churches in that Texas. Probably are had no to joke. Sound, it's like his, sound, his sound's already pretty, like, like what's Mellow the right word? Ethereal, kind of yeah. like, kind of yeah. fills a room. It's very oh melancholy. You know? Everyone was so still. <laughs> We're all just, like, you know, listening yeah. to him with our heads tilted. It was beautiful. Yeah. I actually got to run into him before he was on his way back to Cal- uh, to Korea. Cal- California to go to Korea. Okay, yeah. So um, that was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, saw a lot of friends there. Um, saw my friend Eddie there who's starting up his own tech company. He's, he makes a product called Poto and it's supposed to replace a selfie stick. Eddie, I just did a shout out for you. A new selfie stick? No, it's, re- it's supposed to replace the selfie stick so that you're not holding the stick going oh, like, ah. But I just got a selfie stick. My, my cousin actually it's came It's outdated back from, already. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin came from Shanghai, got me this like, according to her, top of the line selfie stick straight from China. It's like, it's nice and sturdy. High tech. You can like. Bluetooth. You can extend it to like create a super can it selfie. Bend? can't bend yeah. and it can't bend in my pocket so like i don't really like, carry it around but i was playing around for a while selfie sticks are now i have to carry a merce <sighs> i already do i have a i have a i have a satchel from uniqlo a satchel. yeah <laughs> it's my travel bag my friends who travel with me like talking to me like are you bringing your bag of everything i'm like, yep it's got maps it's got pamphlets it's got my wallet you're the reliable traveler it's got my ipad just in case i need wifi good for you it's all good hotspot shoot <laughs> But um, yeah, back to South by South. No, it was. I'm like on. Yeah. It's it's a kind of a blur, but um, it was awesome. No, talk about Poto. What's what's Poto? Poto's. It's just it's a it's a little camera. Um, I'm like motioning with my hands, like anyone can see <laughs> She's me. She's like I'm cupping, showing, cupping. I'm showing you, Marvin. Palm. It's like the south. It's a little bit smaller than the size. Wait, so of how my does mouse. it replace a selfie stick? Does it like it fly by itself? It or? sticks. So there's a, a, oh, a thing with like. A, so you stick it onto a wall and then a like, wall or like, whatever. We 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 oh, were like putting it on glass we put it on the wall we put it on a pole while we're at South, well, we're at one venue and we're just <laughs> taking photos so i mean it's awesome Poto, it, it's, guys. It's, it's blue it has an app and then it's bluetooth enabled so you just snap it nice. you can do video too um so we we're messing around with it cool. um like throughout the night when we we're hopping around and that's basically that's what you do at south by southwest you show up you hop around from bar to cafe to restaurant to wherever and there's like some of these places, a lot of these places had actually had two acts going on at the same time because a lot of these places are multi-level. Yeah. So there's a band going on downstairs and then there's like a mellow guitarist upstairs or there's a rock band upstairs, this rapper downstairs. It was crazy. We got, we, we went through all the emotions in the span <laughs> of a few hours. And like, you know, normally I'd say too bad you couldn't drink, but I know you when you're on like social situations, like Minji's total extrovert. She just 
gets energy from all around her and just literally, literally gets drunk from the atmosphere. I Probably do. Like the, the fumes of the alcohol and just everyone the sweat else's energy. And everything, yeah. No, but I I did partake. It was again. I'm actually patting myself <laughs> on the back for surviving that. And I I was with friends that um, are from Texas, and so it was helpful to have people kind of like feel like I had guides right you know what I mean like they knew where to go they knew which places had certain events they did a little bit of research beforehand so I was in good hands that's the only I think that's the only circumstance were you hanging out with uh, Kid Styles and Aaron so they came later yeah I was hanging out with different friends each day was like a new batch of friends it was really fun to just catch up with people um find out what's going on in everyone's lives but just also experience all this really cool art together I got to see Danny and all them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see Samantha and give her a... She gave me the rest of her margarita. I regret nice. that. Um, Good job, Samantha. High five. Oh, Sam, what were you doing? And it was really cool. And then um, Thursday... So I was there for three days in a row. Thursday was when I saw Kid Styles, Jeff, um, who's our former Collaboration Houston executive director, who's also a DJ Dope and amazing. DJ, DJ Kid Styles with a Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hung out with his friend, DJ Baby Boy. I didn't know who that was. Qua- wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone. So DJ Kid Styles hangs out with DJ Baby Boy. Yes. So is there like a fetus, DJ fetus somewhere down That's the line? That's awful like- and no. But it was fun hanging out with the two of them. They're both really big on music. So Jeff, I love him because we actually, I hung out with him at Coachella before and a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, he's the one who, he goes to so many festivals. So he like, he's the one that researches so he had the app on his phone. He knew who he wanted to go see. And I, I love Jeff's taste. So I'm like, I'll go where you go. Well, he was just on that like cruise, EDM cruise. Holy right? shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like that guy's serious. About that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm in good hands. <laughs> I'm always with people who know. And that's, I'm just very blessed that way. So it ended up being really, really fun. That Thursday night, we ended up with watching uh, Tovlo. Gotta stay high. Gotta stay high. All the, t- anyways. Oh, yeah. I know that song. Yeah. Yes. And she's in, We Could Be Heroes. Oh. We could be heroes. Anyways, I didn't mean to say so a lot of jumping, getting. It like, was just awesome to see her live. And none of these shows are huge because all of the sh- all of the venues are pretty small because they're just like one after another. Mm. So they feel more intimate. You're like really there with the artist, yeah. and it's awesome. Yeah. So I loved it. I love. I mean, I again, I spent ten dollars to buy a jacket at H and M on my way to San Francisco, but otherwise, my money goes towards events and concerts and shows and so let, so let's get down to the real serious part of this whole trip mm-hmm. tell me about the meats <laughs> I don't tell me to... about the meats no i want everybody knows because everyone who's friends with me on facebook has seen me marvel and then be like completely nauseous by all the meat just that like I a general estimate how much meat do you think you ate during your trip to texas and i'm gonna ha- i'm gonna ask all our texas listeners to comment and tell us whether or not that was enough. I ate meat at every single meal pretty much. I mean, my aunt made me some good, like, nice low-key breakfast. So sweet of her. Mm-hmm. But, like, lunches and dinners, it was a lot of brisket. Because mm. um, there's free food, too, at South by Southwest. If you go, like, there's tons of companies. Free food? They had a huge McDonald's house. They had a huge... I actually didn't go there. Um, <laughs> that's Jeff came from the McDonald's house to meet up with me. And I was like, they had food? He's like, hell yeah, they're giving out free food everywhere. But you go, like, there's a lot of um, sponsored events, so you can go get free stuff. Um, I had, like, brisket fries. I had bratwurst. Well, you went to the Salt Lake, though. That's, I went to that's the Salt Lake. That's a serious barbecue place right there. And my yeah. aunt ordered 
all the things because, you know, she's <laughs> treating me like a queen, the wonderful woman that she is. And she doesn't even really eat meat. Mm. But she ordered like the full spread. So Wait, she got Korean that doesn't eat meat? She's just like, is you that... know, she's very health conscious. So she oh. stays away from red meat. So that's why she gave you a nice sensible breakfast. Like here. Yeah. Your, your stomach will, will thank you later for this. Yeah. Basically, but then she bought me all this stuff, and so we had like sausage, we had brisket, we had ribs, we had oh, stuff yeah. that I'm not sure what the name is, but it all has like the the little buffet of barbecue sauces. Mm-hmm. So they give it to you on the side so that you can choose. I mean, they take it very very seriously. And then I expressed a particular love for the sausage; it was really good. So she went and ordered another half pound to take with, <laughs> after I was like sickeningly full. She ordered another half pound for me to then take to South by Southwest to carry around in my purse. In your purse. You look like you're carrying it over your shoulder. Well, like, I was carrying... It was like done with sausage. It was heavy, okay? Because I already had my <laughs> stuff in it. And then she added a half pound of sausage. And and Jeff and uh, Qua, DJ Baby Boy, the three of us ate it in the convention center. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting in a little circle. And I was like, do you guys want sausage? And I pulled it out of my purse. And I was like, what the hell? But it was really funny and good. <laughs> and it was helpful because we were hungry. Um, but that I ate fogo de chow for the first time, which is in LA. It's, it's They're Brazilian. everywhere, yeah. Brazilian yeah. barbecue, yeah. But they, I had they that, bring the meat on, on swords. Yes. Yeah. Had that. Amazing. I had a giant thing of crawfish in Houston. I mean, Houston was a whole other trip. Mm. I went to the rodeo. Nice. Which is the largest rodeo in the whole world. Really? How was how was your first rodeo? I've I've been to a rodeo, but I've been went to the Canadian rodeo up in Calgary. I don't even which know is, what um, that would be like. For those of French you who don't cowboys. know, Calgary is technically the Texas. Uh, well, not Calgary, Alberta is pretty much the Texas of Canada because that's where all the oil is and the oil refineries and things in Calgary. Every year they have this thing called the Stampede. Mm-hmm. So back when I was uh, a lot younger, I used to go because I had friends from up there and then we would go and just, um, they had this thing called the pub crawl, which is um, everyone just like fills into these school buses and you get bussed around to four different pubs. Your whole life drink. just revolves around beer fest, beer. Well, calls. this was this was this was um, twenty four year old Marvin. Okay, much younger, much more, but still of innocent. age. But um, that's when I kind of realized that country music is not bad. I love country. So some I, of it is ridiculous. Oh yeah, but it's but not that like, that yeah. applies to all music. Let's be <laughs> real, okay. I'm sorry, but we were just listening to Iggy Azalea's words, whatever the hell, <laughs> the quote unquote words. I don't know if people are seeing this on Facebook. Don't. I mean. If you want your brain to melt, go ahead. Mm. But there's this, I'm, come on. But country music, it was crazy because um, we, I actually went to Collaboration Houston's auditions last Saturday. It, it ended up working perfectly for me to be in Houston. Um, so I, I gave up the last two days, gave up. I didn't go to the last two days of South by Southwest because I wanted to go to Houston. A, because my baby cousin, she just got matched for residency in psychiatry at Stanford University, Ooh. and I got to be there. Woo! So nice. I got back from Tovlo at three something in the morning, <laughs> got up at five forty-five, so I had like two and a half hours of sleep, and then we drove to Houston. Of course, I slept in the car. Got out. I was delirious, but then I was there to celebrate her moment with her. It was totally worth it. I was so happy, so proud of you, Grace. Um, and then after that, we just chilled and relaxed. Got fogo de chow. And then I met up with Collaboration Houston. They made me eat crawfish, which was an experience. They made you eat crawfish? Well, I mean, that was their suggested meal. And so I can't. How did you it. like crawfish? Like for me, I feel like it's a lot of work for just like not enough It's a meat. lot of work, but I think that it gives you time in between to digest a little bit. I guess. It's kind of like eating crabs, like uh, like a Maryland crab bake. It's, half the fun is like ripping it apart and like it's very getting messy. all the meats. But um, in terms of economics, like it's not a very, you know, um, it would not be like a ideal buffet it's definitely very <laughs> yeah. primitive 
And I like that. <laughs> it was fun. It was an experience because, yeah. you know, you feel like super Texan. That's right. how I felt. And it's a seasonal thing. So I think I went like at the right time so that I could enjoy that yeah. meal because if I get a different time, I can't. Well, the whole thing with crawfish is all about it's it's half about the meat, but also about the sauce and like yeah. what it gets coated in. It's like it's garlic. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how the Houston people do it. But, well, the sauce, I mean, yeah. yeah they, and then they were making all sorts of like I was sitting across from Aaron Chang. Love you, Aaron. A. Aaron. A. Aaron. Um, he was making like they give you this thing of mayo. They give you all these pepper. Like they give you all this stuff and like <laughs> you make your own sauce. Whatever the hell Aaron made was really good. Mm. I just don't know what was in it. I know that had some pepper, some mayo, some lime juice, I think. A special A.A. round sauce. I have no idea, but that's what I ate my crawfish with. It was, I mean, it was delicious, but it was also a couple hours after Fogo de Chao. It was not a good idea. Oh, I was you went to crawfish right after Fogo de Chao? I felt ill. But that's then. Like following, like, because Fogo de Chao is already all you can eat. Yeah. And then crawfish is like a bucket. Yeah, they gave us yeah. bowls of them. And they then, like, because it was a bunch of the staff. Right, mm-hmm. so it was a huge collab, Houston. I love every, all of you guys, May and Thomas and RG and everybody. I saw Terrence and Jen. Mm. Um, it was really, really fun. But How's we have baby been coming along. She's a month away. Oh wow! She's a month away. It's a baby boy. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. I felt ill, and then <laughs> I was exhausted because the night before I was running on like three, four hours of sleep right. altogether. And then you went to auditions. And then no. So then we went to Crawfish. Then we went out because I was with... I'm like, I'm not going to not go out. So Aaron, Thomas, uh, Jeffrey, love Jeffrey. Jeff, Jeffrey, I love you. Um, You're so much fun. We all went out to this place called... uh, It's it's all over the place. Straits. Straits is all over the place. It's in LA. It's in the Bay. Straits. Is that like George Straits? It's a rest... S-T-R... A I T S. He's a singer, right? He's a country singer. Is that? Is I don't it, know, but it it's like... a restaurant. Okay. But we went Anyways. out there because Jeffrey works there, and then also um, Willis, who was formerly collaboration Houston staff. He's a DJ. Mm. We know so many DJs. A lot of DJs Houston there. staff members apparently are DJs also. A lot of the Houston staff are musicians. Like they yeah. all have music or dance inclinations. Right. Like, I remember backgrounds. you showing me um, RG's little guitar. Yeah. Incident. Yeah. Oh, I have another video. Oh wow. Yeah. So we later. all went out. We went dancing. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then the next day was auditions. I was <laughs> delirious. Um, auditions were really fun. But you didn't, you didn't need to do anything, though. You just, you know, you're not running it. You're just observing, right? So I was observing. I actually got to judge one of the, oh. I was scoring one of the auditionees. Nice. It was a really fun experience. And just, I loved being there to meet the staff again. Like, it's it's work, but I, it's work I love. Right. I was just delirious. So what was the biggest difference between, like, uh, for people who don't know, like, Texas is huge mm-hmm. like pretty much is it bigger than california or about the same like area wise like texas texas and california texas like, is like i think like three times as big as california yeah so it's nothing huge. but land it and, is so wide yeah and, you know, all, all the different cities kind of have their I'm gonna look that up. um for what i understand you know if you want to put a california analog like uh, analog to it austin is like the uh like san francisco, san francisco right kind of a little more liberal hipster kind of place mm-hmm. um dallas is like the what the beverly hills right or like the san diego kind of like yeah more posh more la it's younger yeah. and then houston is the what would houston be houston i i heard is likened to new york it's very industrial it's okay. a lot of where the old money is a lot of the oil money right, right right um the houses there are 
insane again because texas is everything is bigger in texas it's nothing but space and so it was really interesting to compare houston and austin because yeah. i I've saw that really picture of uh, the, the parking lot you you posted <laughs> bucky's huge so bucky's is like a very special place apparently it's like this pit spot because everybody drives really great distances in texas all the mm-hmm. time and bucky's is this like destination gas station slash restaurant slash grocery store slash really fancy uh, restroom <laughs> I just like I was I felt like I was in a movie. I was like, I have pictures I'll show you. Yeah. But yeah, like um we were talking earlier before the podcast about just how even though Houston's known for having a big, you know, Chinese population, like that's why, you know, Yao Ming was there, Jeremy Lin. I had no idea. Stuff, I didn't know like, that. But it's still like very different from like what we're used to in California where like we're in kind of in a bubble of, you know, Asians and things like that. Like yep. um the struggle's a little bit different too. Like I mean the conversations I had with Collaboration Houston staff are really interesting because you know, us being in L.A. and me being from San Francisco, I've been very California-based and I've had a different experience. But the benefit of traveling everywhere has really – I've just sat with, you know, our Toronto staff and our Boston staff and Atlanta. and Like, everybody has a really different story. And in Houston, you know, it's very well known for being, I guess, very ethnic compared to the rest of Texas, right? Mm. There's a huge African-American population. There's a big Asian-American population. And the way that they are treated and I guess one example of, of how this this conversation went down was um, Aaron, A.A. Ron. He and I were talking about the BuzzFeed video. We're talking about Jenny. We're talking about Jenny Yang. Ask an Asian? Ask an or, Asian. Or like what if, what if Asian people said what white people say? Oh, right. That was a good one. And yeah. I was telling him, I was like, you know what? Like that doesn't really happen that much in California. Like I haven't, I experienced it elsewhere, but like on my day-to-day basis, I don't really get asked that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone, not everyone, but most people in California are they're, they they either find a different way to ask it or they're not curious so they already know or like it's not a big deal. Yeah. But he was like, you know, I get that ask all the time. You know, he works in tech he's, or he's he's an engineer out in Texas in Houston and he's like, no, this is, th- that's how we get treated every day here still. And I was like, okay, so, okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like it really puts things in a different perspective it's always interesting but i mean this that, but that's the reality and i think that's what i appreciate about collaboration being in different cities and us getting a different story i mean again you can get all these stories via comments online right um but to, for it for it to come from your friend and people that you work with and um having this one particular thing that we're all really passionate about but seeing how it plays out in different communities and how it impacts them for me is like it, it's it's honestly what keeps me going because sometimes I feel like the whole, like you need to experience it and people get, God, we're going into this, but (laughs) like, you know, what outrages people is different based on what environment you've grown up and what you're acclimated to, what you've experienced personally as your day to day, what you read and what you are, what you hear will impact. It's going to hit you in a different way. And so I don't know. I don't agree with all of the, the the reactions that are out there but like i don't i don't i don't impose my view and say oh well you shouldn't be that mad like how the hell do i know i don't know i don't know what it's like to grow up in texas yeah i don't know what it's like to grow up in montana as the only asian whatever and you know person yeah like just we have this opportunity to meet like, you know travel around meet people from our teens but also you know there are people out there who you know literally like i can't imagine i couldn't imagine because that's it's not my experience but mm-hmm. we're literally the only asian kid in there 
high school. I, right. I guess you kind of had kind some, of, some of that. Yeah, but, so I'm not know, saying I didn't yeah. have the anger and I didn't experience it. I mean, I quite frankly am, and like when I think yeah. of how angry I was at, again, in, in like a context regard yeah. like how privileged i was in comparison i still had church and stuff yeah like some people even though i didn't have it at school maybe whatever i mean but yeah, yeah like, i don't know i knew people who actively tried not to be asian like you know when when their parents would bring out you know ethnic snacks or whatever they mm-hmm. like you throw a fit and Rejection. say you know, like, just reject because like you no know, as a kid as, as especially as a like an adolescent or a teen whatever being different is like the worst thing. The, the worst. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> is. Know? But I mean, it's okay. This is where it was interesting because, like, so we went to auditions on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was in the So Real dance studio, which is awesome. So Real crew. So Real does their thing there. It's, I love dance studios. It just reminds me how not cool I am, but how much I want to be. Um, I'm a total wannabe dancer. Like, I really wish I could be. Um, but after that, we went from there to the rodeo <laughs> nice. so again my life is just so hilarious to me and i look at all my pictures and i'm like god i'm in there with my hoodie up <laughs> and i'm like recording us dancing and being ridiculous and then i'm at i'm in the middle of the freaking rodeo did you get a cowboy hat did you i put on a cowboy hat nice. and i selfied like a total tourist <laughs> whatever and then i totally put uh, it back i did not buy uh, it but of course i took a selfie stuff i had a selfie stetson selfie i had a cowboy hat from calgary but i left it there so i I don't know where it is anymore asian cowboys taipei taipei cowboys i know we're jumping around a lot but i want i want to get your opinion on rodeos it was cool i honestly really appreciate country i okay me personally i think culture itself fascinates me when a large group of people is like really into this or this or that whether I'm into it or not, I'm still intrigued. I'm still like, there. there's like a huge population of rodeo fanatics, clearly because I was standing in the middle of thousands of them. Yeah. And it was, well, okay, so this is why there's so many people that, it was pouring down rain, first of all, but people were like by the droves. Like it was, parking was a nightmare, walking in the rain with like all these people around me. And I was like, why are they all out here? It was miserable rain. Like, can't you? And it was going on on a daily basis for like a month or something. I was like, there's that many people here on a random Saturday. Then I found out Brad Paisley was performing. Oh. So that's why everybody on showing up because Brad Paisley is the bomb.com and I love him. (laughs) And I started freaking out. I was like, Brad Paisley's here. (laughs) Oh my God. You know, this little Asian girl with her collab hoodie looking all whatever from LA. And I was freaking out about Brad Paisley. That's what I'm saying. I was like, it's really cool. I felt. To a degree, like I belong there. I was like, oh my God. Well, you, got your, you got your touch point right there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying, like, people need to stop judging because I don't wear a Stetson. <laughs> Doesn't mean I don't appreciate the culture. I remember first time I went to a rodeo, it was just, I think, um, especially us being collaboration you know, staffers for years now, we appreciate people doing things at a high level, right? Yes. People who obviously put in years of training and doing stuff like, and just seeing them operate at a high level was amazing. Watching that dude chase down that pig and tie it up amazing watching that dude like you didn't see that we didn't see okay so it was a stop by so here's my this is how dumb i am or ignorant i was to like the rodeo culture i had no idea that it was that giant we were at the nrg park or center Mm. i mean okay i thought that like a parking lot in texas was huge this is like (laughs) the biggest rodeo in the country and i was like saying to aaron and jay free i was like yeah let's stop by the rodeo that's how i put it i was like let's stop by 
I was so stupid. And they're like, <laughs> they paid hell of money for parking because, you know, it's a yeah. giant event. And like we had to pay for tickets to go inside. Was there a fair around the two? Did they have yeah. like, all, the, all the fried food? And it was and, raining. Yeah. So like oh. not even everybody was out there. So we're all like crammed into these tents where I, oh God, I'm getting sick thinking about it again. But I ate like a giant turkey leg. Mm, more meat. It's as big as my head. If anyone <laughs> goes to my Instagram, you'll see it because it's freaking huge. And like it was just fried aroma everywhere. And it's different because it was rainy and humid. Oh. So it like stuck more. <laughs> Not stunk. It stuck. Like stuck. it was It was in the air. Very potent. You were walking through the oil fumes. Yeah. And then Aaron was telling me like, oh yeah, Houston used to be the fattest city in America. And I was like, it's not anymore? Like, <laughs> Apparently not. It's number two. But it was... It was intense. It was a real experience. I loved it. I'm glad I went. Definitely felt like I stuck out, but who cares? Yeah. You know, I had a great time. Got to see lots. So we went into the convention center side. So I didn't actually get to see them doing all the crazy bull riding or mm. any of that. But I went into the convention center where they have the tractor displays. They have all the merch stalls with all the clothes and the shoes, the boots and stuff. Did you think that tractor was sexy? I totally thought the tractor was sexy. I was like, I want to climb in and want to take a photo. <laughs> but I didn't. I refrained. But they had like a live, they had the, all the livestock. Right. So all the competing livestock. So I saw the actual longhorn and I was scared as hell because I thought I was going to gouge my face out. But um, all the cows, we watched these movies on like how cows are born. It was crazy. Um, pigs, sheep, goats. Yeah. bunnies that you wrecked now <laughs> i think it's it's always um interesting to go to these things and just um or any agricultural kind of you know place and just remember that like people still grow food you're the food you eat you know mm -hmm. I, being in you know more metropolitan cities and things like that we tend to forget that okay. all our food comes from farmers yep and things like that yeah know? it was really I, I i personally love all that stuff i'm yeah. i definitely have my love for urban life but i love the countryside i love hiking i love the mountains i love and korea i actually got to see farms my my dad's uncle lives in the really rural part of korea so watching seeing like kind of witnessing farm life i guess mm -hmm. is really um humanizing for me just to remember things like that like yeah. okay we get to go to the farmer's market and we get to go to <laughs> get our organic thing at, at ralph's or whatever but no people spend their lives making sure that this entire crop of whatever yeah grows and feeds all the Makes rest it of to us to your dinner plate and you sustain yourself and i was looking at all these cute little baby piglets and i was like full of you know ribs from like the day <laughs> just thinking about i i just ate your daddy it's just the ultimate irony mm. but i still love yeah. it <laughs> sounds like sounds like a great trip it was there, I, yeah. I just spent so much time talking about it Sorry. Yeah. And then did you, um, you, you flew back from Austin or did you, you fly back from Houston? Yeah. So Houston, we ended up getting stuck there. I, I don't know what was happening, but I heard there was crazy traffic. Now we're talking about traffic. But anyway, <laughs> there was a lot of traffic. Um, an 18 wheeler rolled across wow. the entire freeway, shut down the entire freeway, the main freeway to go to nice. Austin. So I was stuck in Austin. Funny, Steve Kim was there. Hi, Steve Kim. Oh, yeah. Um, he was out South by Southwest, flew into Houston. Stefan. Stefan Sky. So he was there. Um, but yeah, again, okay. so it was a really random trip. I saw a lot of really cool people. I got to have a lot of good conversations um, to understand the different... Not that I was intentionally hoping to find out about the Asian American experience, but the people that I happened to be with were sharing that story. Yeah. 
Um, even my cousin's friend, um, Tim, shout out to Tim. I told him I give a shout <laughs> Hi, Tim. Um, so Ben and Tim and then Ben's girlfriend, we were having dinner and, you know, I was asking them, like, who do you listen to? Like, do you listen to? And like, they're big YouTube fans. Mm-hmm. And um, Ben follows my, my cousin follows, obviously we're friends on Facebook. So he kept saying, oh, she knows her or she knows him. I'm like, oh, she's <laughs> went to the show with them. Oh, you're so cool. Like, I was like, Ben, you're making me sound cooler than I really am. <laughs> Shut up, but thank you. Um, but Tim was freaking out. And then again, it kind of like hearing that reaction and seeing like the admiration that they have for these artists. Again, it's I love it because it's just like I already know our friends are really great and I have so much respect and admiration for what they do anyway. Mm-hmm. But then to go out and like yeah. kind of get a fresh like unknown perspective and they're just like, they're so amazing. I love this song. I love this song. I'm like, Oh, I love it. It kind of just like, it validates our mission as well as proves that there's a demand out there. Like people mm-hmm. want to consume this stuff. Funny you bring that up. <laughs> so South by Southwest, my last day there, I actually got to go to a panel courtesy of my friend Susie. Um, I got to attend a panel thing where I got, I went, I, I didn't know which one to go through. There's so many really amazing panels at South by Southwest where you get to learn from artists. You get to learn from industry professionals. They talk about marketing. They talk about technology. They talk about a lot of different things. The one that I ended up choosing to go to was ask an expert anything. So it was actually a panel of senior VPs, managers, and people of that level from film and music industries. And so I just wanted to see what people were going to ask. I thought that this panel was going to be full of attendees is actually maybe like 15 people. So not that many people with these really high level folks. So I ended up getting the ovaries to raise my hand and ask a question myself. I was just going to, I was going to be a wallflower, but um, I actually got up and asked them, you know, I said, hi, I'm Minji from an organization called Collaboration. We are here to empower Asian Americans to become artists, to go pursue their passions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on the demand or the acceptance or whatever, or the, the, the scene of minorities in mainstream media now? What's your take? Because you guys work in film and music for major labels. Like, do you see that there's a demand? Do you see that there's change or growth? I said it more concisely than that. Mm. But the response that I got was actually... I guess unsurprising, but the guy who answered, he was actually a manager of different artists, vocalists, and he didn't say who, but he said, I've pitched an amazing Asian singer who has over 400,000 followers and um, has, you know, tons of like hundreds of thousands, probably millions of views on YouTube. And he said that he was really honest with me. He's just like, you know, honestly, I've gotten feedback from the upper level people at the label saying like, well, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this person. The the response, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. So he was just honest with me and I appreciate that. He didn't try to paint a bread. I don't think he was being like super like, oh, all you guys are screwed kind of thing. But he's like, man, the, he's like, you'd be surprised at what people still say in 2015. Right. That was basically his message. Yeah. And like a couple other people are not, they're nodding along and they're just like, you know, shaking their heads. And they're like, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business and they don't believe that. I don't even know if they were speaking specifically about Asians at that point or if they're talking about minorities in general, but they're just like, they don't think that there's a demand. And here's the funny thing that I realized out of that. And this is funny because this is actually touching on the whole deadline article from Hollywood about oh. ethnicities and my, you know, ethnic yeah. roles. I don't know if we have time to get into that, but we'll definitely talk about that with our guests next week. Yeah, we'll definitely talk. Yeah. But it's just funny. Cause I'm saying like, 
why is their expectation that if you are an Asian artist, that your audience is only going to be Asian? Like that, that's the main question that I left with. Right. And I was like, if you put an Asian artist, yeah, you'll get Asian followers. But you know what? There might be some non-Asian people who like them too. Yeah. That's the whole point. Like, I mean, you put on a radio, who, who the hell knows if they're Asian or not? That's what I'm saying. Right? They're, if they're a good artist, yeah. who cares? So... It's I a mean, catchy beat sings well, like because it's you know? marking. I get it. Like you got me. Uh, anyway, that's a whole like we can go on for days. That was a very, um, that was it's definitely a good, like, like a status check, kind of like a good kind yeah. of uh, flashpoint. Kind of like what the industry is now is still. It proves that things like collaboration, things like you know all the you know YouTube things, it's still needed because there's still that gap between what we know the demand is and what the industry sees. Right, and the right. industry won't take notice until something goes i don't know viral or they something, they you know? they referred to psy they're like yeah. well you, you don't know if it's gonna be like like again so they, they were encouraging to me that the end um advice that they gave me was just like well don't give like it's good work that you're doing that was very validating very nice of them to say mm-hmm. um i already know that they didn't even tell me that <laughs> but it was it, it was definitely you know i appreciated them saying that because they're they're coming at they're looking at our what we're doing from a completely different viewpoint they've dealt with diversity in their own way Mm -hmm. so i get it i appreciate it and they're just like you never know what hit or what person or what series of events are going to cause like a huge shift you never know because they were they were referring to psy being like this phenomenon which it was but it was like this kind of weird burst of like korean ridiculousness yeah i remember when the psy thing came out and like i didn't know whether to feel happy or kind of uncomfortable that it was making it was becoming a huge thing because you look at it, and in the back of my mind, I knew why people were sharing it. I knew why people were la- like, kind of. They're laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, they're laughing. I at personally it. felt. I felt like, I mean, yeah, I have mixed emotions for sure. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are super proud and like, yeah, but I was like, I mean, there was a part of me I was like, we broke YouTube. Like, <laughs> there was a little bit. There was a little bit of like whatever. But in general, I was like, this is this is messed up. Yeah, everyone's making fun of this guy. I was like, okay. I'm not going to feel I mean, beaming with pride. He took it to the bank, though, so yeah, for him. Yeah, but, so I'm not hating on Sai. I'm just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what to make of that reaction. I wasn't yeah. like, win, you know? <laughs> kind of, it's just like question mark. I was perplexed. Yeah. Like, the, the lot, lot of people were. And I kind of feel like people have been trying to chase that, like, the Sai, like, the Sai money the side the side money the side impact but that's what i should i mean i didn't want to drag on that conversation because we'd already kind of talked about it a lot during that panel Mm -hmm. but my what i wanted to say and i wish i had said was like psy is not asian america right but at the same time we're talking about a very globalized economy blah 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 but my point is psy is korean he's k-pop he's a phenomenon he's amazingly talented he's a you know a character and a great entertainer but what my my question to them was not about Psy and not about right. Asia coming here. It was about people who we're from here and we yeah. listen to country and we but then listen when, to rap. When they and, see, yeah, but, but when they see you and they talk, think they, of they, Psy, they think Psy yeah. because that's that's their touch point with right. Asian art. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was a very for many <laughs> reasons that you know three minute interaction was mm-hmm. very you know I I guess poignant is the best word. Like yeah. I definitely walked away. I was like. I have a lot. To you think. should have asked for their business cards and just send them YouTube links here. Yeah. Here. 
Yeah. Here, here's Clara. Here's, you know. Yeah, I should have regrets. I, again, I felt so, I think I was so elated that I had the courage to ask them a question yeah. that I kind of just like, okay, I'm done now. And see, that's the problem. <laughs> Why? Why? I should have stayed. I mean, like, so thank you for your answer. That was very, you know, appreciate that. Well, that's, you know, that's the key to networking these panels. It's like, oh, hey, remember me? I asked that really great question about Asians. I have their names. Yeah. I should just tweet them. Yeah, just send them. Send them, you know, an email or send them a tweet message. Say, hey, I'm the girl that asks you about Asians. Here's collaboration. Check us out. Yeah, I should. Would you like to come be a judge? You're genius. I want to do that. <laughs> or we got a show coming up in Houston. Yeah, we do. That's in Texas. Yeah, I don't know do. if you're from Texas. Oh, no, probably, I don't think they're so. Probably they're probably from, from here. From here, yeah. So. I'll invite them to our stuff. Awesome. Well, sounds like, yeah, that was that was our uh, travel episode. Hope you guys enjoyed our travel stories. Um, that's all the time. I think that's most of the time. We're, we're at about an hour. So, um, we're gonna we're gonna it's call it to there. Stop, it's you hard guys. to stop, but there's there's a lot of really big news to it we we didn't get to. But hopefully next week we'll have we'll no have, next week it's gonna be we'll have the great uh, the amazing Sean Muir on. Hopefully we love you, Sean. Hopefully um he's he's um he was supposed to come on this week, but he's um, um so we're excited to have him. And honestly, I would love to save like I would love yeah. to hear his opinions and just like on you know pick his the brain. Starbucks thing, the deadline thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on in like race and it's, relations right now. I need. I think I need time to to read up and digest it because there's so many feelings that I have that I don't even think I could probably articulate it well right. right now. <laughs> We're gonna do our research so we sound so much smarter next it's, week. It's easier to talk about travel, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, even in the travel, like. Every time we go there, we, I mean, we're looking through a particular lens. I'm going through collaboration. So, you know. Yeah. It's always an adventure. In and we have, we have a trip coming up next month. Um, for those of you guys in Boston or East Coast, Collaboration Boston's coming up April 17th, Friday at the Royale. It's going to be awesome. Boston. We're going to be there. So come say hi. Say how much you love the podcast or how much you hate it. Whatever. Honestly, we want. Well, we're getting good feedback. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. This has been a really fun experience. Yeah. Um, other collaboration news. Um, if you're in Chicago or LA, um, we got auditions coming up. So check out uh, collaboration.org slash auditions uh, for more information. Um, we're, we're looking forward to hearing you. Um, Houston just wrapped up. DC's um, coming up this, this weekend, I think. I think so. Um, yeah. So collaboration, the collaboration season's in full swing. So um, hopefully we'll hear from you soon. And, uh, and please share, you guys. Um, yeah. It's really, really encouraging. I'm just, I'm really touched at uh, the support that we're getting. And, um, you know, yeah, this is an evolution yeah. of, of us, too. I was so <laughs> against doing this. And I got to just give a shout out to Marvin right here because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him. And it's it's really cool to see the conversations that come out of it. Yeah. Not just between us, obviously, but with like Jenny, with Danny, with everyone. Yeah, it would have been really sad to buy all this equipment and to not do a podcast. <laughs> Gathered Let's dust. Let's just be honest. Right there. <laughs> I probably, it should probably just be me talking alone. And that would be... And I'm pretty so stubborn, boring. so there is there's like a sliver of, of a chance that it could have happened that way. I'm <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, one last thing. So we haven't had an email in a while, but if you have an email to for if you have a question to ask uh, myself, Minji, or what whoever our guest is, or if you have a topic you'd like us to touch upon, uh, make sure to email us at podcast at collaboration.org. Uh, we'll make sure to um, take a look um, in the future podcast. Shout out to Collaboration Houston family and everybody in texas and thank you from the bottom of my heart for such a great trip yeah well that's it for the collab cast uh we'll see you next week bye now bye guys